Hey y'all, and welcome to another episode of Earworm, the podcast driven by and dedicated to Denver's local music. I am Lucy Richardson, your host, and I'm very excited to bring this interview to y'all today, especially because it's a little bit different than the ones that we've done so far. Today, I'm sitting down with Nate Yeager and Khaled Mahmoud, and they are rappers. Just a little uh, explicit content warning before we hop into this episode. You know how rap goes, and you know how college students go, so combine the two, and I'm sure you can see what you'll expect from this conversation. Just going to put that warning out there, but I really hope that y'all enjoy. Hi, I'm Nate Yeager. My name is Khaled Mahmoud. What do you do? We rap. (laughs) We rap a lot. We rap about anything, (laughs) but uh, yeah, we just started rapping recently together. And it's been a lot of fun. And y'all don't have a name, right? No. But but we do have some that we're working on. Would you like to hear the list of all the names we're trying to workshop? I would absolutely love that. All right, that. to start off. Bleak Mystique. Mystique Bleak. Shaft. Girth. Morningwood. Morningwood without vowels. Yeah, like, wouldn't that be kind of clever if you think about it, where there's no vowels in it, so they'd look at it and they'd be like, Morningwood, and then they'd, like, sound it out, like, eight times, and then they'd be like, oh, that's funny. It's like the band Starfucker? Yeah, Starfucker or Duckworth, if you've ever Mm -hmm. heard of Duckworth, like, you're just... I think Duckworth uses Vs, though. Are these all of your options? No, we also have Belle Isle, which is the street I grew up on. Bartholomew Drive is where I grew up. That has nothing to do with the name. I just wanted to say the street that I live on in case anyone wants. Well, that was an option too. And then um, we had 39th Parallel, but Khaled doesn't like that one as much. So this collective that is unnamed, what what is it? Like, what do y'all do? How do you work together? Do you do independent stuff? Like, what's the structure of your group? So pretty much like the structure of our group is based on sort of creating like comical music a little bit. That's where it started. That's where it kind of originated. Um, we have a few songs that are pretty funny. One called MILF Song. Um, Kia Optima is pretty good as well. Um, we have a song about the Israeli and Palestinian conflict. Um, that's pretty much where it started. And uh, we've actually started working on some more serious stuff. Again, it usually goes towards sex, money, drinking alcohol. Khaled shaking his head. I think I'm doing a bad job at describing what this collective is, but... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, he says. Yeah. We... When I met Nate, he was, like, a pretty talented person in general. Like, I didn't know Nate could sing well. He'd start to do, like, certain things where I was like, wow, that's actually interesting. So I think we started with, like, the whole, like, comical music simply because if we don't take ourselves seriously, like, you can't really be, like, scrutinized for it, you know? Like, people can't be like, oh, these guys suck. They're trying super hard to make these serious music and they're horrible at it. So instead it's like, oh, they're putting in a weird amount of effort making these like comical songs that aren't really all that good, which I don't know if that's better, which is why we might try other things. But as a group, it's me and Nate. We have a lot of other people who are helping us behind the scenes because me and Nate don't really know anything at all. So when you say you don't know anything, is that about like the production side of things and yeah. like the music making? So I mean, the, the the thing about Khaled is too, and just because he gave me a shout out, I'm going to give him a shout out as well. Like he's really talented with wordplay and just like the things he writes. And I kind of draw from him a little bit when he starts that off. Um, and I think that's what we both pretty much excel at, which is just like our writing style. But we definitely need help on the production side of things, um, the musical side of things. But yeah, quite literally every other aspect. Yeah, almost the entirety of how to make music. We don't. Well, well we have a sense of beat, a sense of flow, and like we we have a sense of performing. Yeah, so like, we kind of have that base level of if you've listened to any music for over 
14 minutes that you could like kind of get. So we know how to go online, steal a beat, put it into GarageBand, which I think everyone learned from GarageBand how to make, how to use that since probably second grade, since that's just a thing. And then we record. So all I know how to do is record and then back up and re-record. I don't even know how to fix our auto-tune, so I have to just change my voice to fix it. And Nate doesn't really need that, so it kind of just fucks his vocals where it's like out of it. And he has to like re-record 10 times. Oh, what am I doing wrong? It's like, it's literally not you. It's the fact that this is made for a shit singer. <laughs> Dude, <go laughs> I feel like you are way selling yourself he, short. He, he is. He, he really is. I mean, he's really talented. And I think where this really started was, um, it's actually funny, it started at Frisbee. And um, I got to know him better. And I got to learn that he likes rapping. You know, I think we freestyled a little bit together um, his freshman year. And then um, we just decided to write a song together in... Lucy Richardson's room, pretty much, where we recorded it. <laughs> Lucy Richardson was there for the start of this collective. Mm -hmm. um, that was our Israel and Palestine rap. Also, for I don't know, do you want me to describe <laughs> what the Israel and Palestine rap is? Like, I think you should. I think well, like we don't want them to get thing. the wrong idea. You know what I mean? Like, Go ahead. <laughs> it's it's sort of like a social commentary. The main the real title is uh, Gaza Strippers, which is mm. it's pretty great. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's an objectively funny title. It is yeah. an objectively funny title. It, it's um, it's pretty much like a social commentary. It starts as a social commentary on sort of like performative activism. And then we sort of make fun of that by saying, hey, here's a better way to solve world peace and peace in the Middle East. Have sex with everyone. It, it's, just as, it's just as ridiculous as what everyone else is doing, you know, to try to like create this sort of uh, structure of peace and whatever anyone else is doing. Why not uh, just have sex with everyone? Yeah, me and Nate, <laughs> we, that, was, that was a masterpiece that we wrote at our ultimate Frisbee practice. So Nate's very, uh, like, I think the first time I met him, he was like, oh, let's get, like, Team Yarmulkes or something. And I was like, okay, cool. This guy's super Jewish. And then he knew me, and he's like, oh, your name's Khaled Mahmoud. Like, you're probably, like, incredibly Arab. This is not, I did not say that. <laughs> so. After that, I, mean, I, was, he, I, like, noticed, I was like, oh, wow, we are on, like, on, like two different sides of, like, the conflict that has been going on for forever. So, you know, if they weren't able to solve it after all these years, maybe me and you can in a 15-minute that it took us to write a song that honestly started with like, I remember Nate sent me a verse about like, it was all this social commentary. He's like, oh, all the politicians doing this, this and that. And it comes to me and I was like, okay, I'm gonna start rapping about sex, which is just weird and off-putting, but it's what I did. And it didn't really solve any problems. I don't think the problem is better. I mean, there's less posts about it, but that's kind of the extent that of it. might've just knowledge. been a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was only us. So, that's inspiration for one song, right? The making light of larger issues that y'all yeah, see. Yeah, making light of a really, really important issue. Well, yes, but it seems like you Get ready like for the Russia-Ukraine rap coming out. You gotta cut that. But okay, you mentioned Gaza Strippers and your other song, MILF Song. Both obviously very comical. What else do you like cover in your music? What inspires your raps? Usually when I'm write something down, it'll like I'll have like one line in it that I'm like, oh, I want to like put this into a song. So I'll be like in my car. And I'm like, oh, I want to make a song entirely about my 2016 Kia Optima. Or I'll be like, oh, I'm in a midsize sedan or something like that. That's the type of car that a Kia Optima is. I don't know why I mansplained that to you. That's my fault. <laughs> Although that's what I, yeah. So I'll usually start with that and be like, okay, now how about I just go in immense detail about me driving this midsize sedan? What, what, how, do you, how do you write that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it typically starts kind of like that when we do collaborative efforts. Khaled's sort of 
like the main idea guy. And then he comes to me and he's just like, okay, what, what can you make of this? And I'm just like, okay, that's great. Like, that's awesome. But I can't speak for him with his solo projects. We've done a few solo projects and, um, yeah, I won't get too serious, but like, yeah, I'll get serious anyway. Uh, but one thing for me that I like to write about is, um, uh, anxiety and sort of just like mental health. Cause there's definitely like a stigma around it in the, I don't want to say music industry because like, we're not really in the music industry yet, but like, you know, like there's still a stigma around it. And I'm just like, why not call attention to it a little bit, you know? Anyone who's rapping about it um, can call attention to it by having everyone else listen and be confident about speaking up about that. But another thing is, you know, just that comedy aspect. You know, I, I try to play both sides of the coin, both sides of the table, both sides of the field. And um, yeah, I mean, I think Colette is a really good outlet for myself to have, a good partner for myself to have when I'm writing about that comedy stuff because, you know, life's hard enough. Not everyone just wants to hear strictly about anxiety and mental health. They also want to hear about people having sex with the same woman, a MILF, MILF song, you know? <laughs> we were lucky enough to have a show recently where the idea of it came up because one of um, Nate's roommates is incredibly talented as a musician. He Charles had this show. Nation. Tar Charles Nation. Check out Tar Charles Nation on Spotify. He'll you're gonna, on you're gonna, you're, you're gonna interview him. Oh, yeah. he's had an interview? Heck yeah. Yo, should we just start shitting on him? <laughs> just be like, this guy's ass. Like, watch our episode instead. No. no, but this dude's like talented. He had like his show and a lot of people showed up. It was like really great. It was a good environment and people there would be like, oh, like as a joke, they'd say, oh, what are you and Nate gonna like go up and rap about the Israeli-Palestine conflict? And it was like, well, the weird thing is we actually could do that if you want. Then we ended up doing it. And the set list was, it was all over the place, right? So you have like the first couple songs are about my Kia, about a MILF that like, it's like on Nate's with someone. It's like, oh, you know, it'd be funny if I fucked his girlfriend. And then the next song was, Nate had a solo about anxiety and something like that and like mental health and what he's getting through. And it was honestly a great song. He's singing, it was pretty incredible. And then I come in and I rap out like Costco. No, it's, but the thing is, again, you're selling yourself short. Like that is the versatility that we give. And like, that was a great song. So it sounds like y'all both do a lot of your writing like independently and then come together and just see what fits. So yeah, it's like you have that initial stage and then we both typically say, hey, we, we have a part, right? And then when we come together and we hear each other's parts, well, for me personally, I don't know about you, but like, I like to draw off of what Khaled's saying to make it sort of like a more of a story. Yeah. The way that it usually ha starts is, well, what's funny is we have this thing that I like to call the stew, which is um, an old Mac book of mine um, and these really old Apple earbuds that are so shitty and old that I just assume they can't pick up any of the flaws in our voice, but they also can't really pick up anything good either. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. So anytime that Nate has to record or anything, it's like I go over there with my thing. So oftentimes when we're making a song, I like already will have my section, but Nate's able to kind of build off what I do, which is cool. And I then go over there with the stew and it usually works out well. Well, again, what I mentioned like earlier, like he, he's kind of the idea guy. Like you said, you look at the world in a way where you can draw like off of anything for a song. And I I respect that. I I think that's a great talent because he's always got some like really good flow, some really good bars. Like I said, he's a wordplay genius. And yeah, maybe not genius, but we're getting there, you know? <laughs> wordplay amateur. Uh, wordplay <laughs> trying his best, but we're getting there. <laughs> we, are, we are trying our best. And yeah. I feel like the way I'm talking is I'm just like, it's like self-deprecating. Like, I think we're, I don't think, if we were horrible, I wouldn't like do this interview, you know? Like, we have to actually be like somewhat okay. <laughs> You're so, good. So, so even when we had our concert thing we had, it was kind of an interesting thing where everyone, a lot of people there like knew who we were. And a lot of them were like, oh yeah, that was not as bad as I expected. Or they'd be like, oh, that was actually somewhat decent. I even ran into a, a guy last night. He's like, he's like, oh my God, Nate, right? And I was just like yeah who are you he's like i'm friends with this whatever person who came to your house i came to your house concert and i don't know how i felt about it when he said this but he's just like 
it was not bad. And I was like, I was like, hmm. Like, because like <laughs> we, we want to set, like Khaled said, like we, if we do stuff that's comical, no one can really be like, no one can make fun of us first. Like we kind of beat them to the punch. That's kind of what we can do at this stage and where we're at. And I kind of value it, but at the same time, I kind of want to see where it'll go later when people know what we're about. Yeah, I mean, you got to start somewhere, and I, it seems like y'all have a great little basis of people supporting you and a platform and like a, a way that you can actually create your music. So, um, tell me a little bit more about you mentioned Bronstein, right? He does um, music for you. Tell me more about like the other people and the production phase of stuff. So, what we have is. Me and Nate are kind of the, I don't know why we are the faces that we picked for this operation, but it's what we chose. And like behind the scenes, we have a lot of people that are very talented. So Bronstein is another guy on the Frisbee team who we met through Frisbee, of course, and we realized that this dude was really talented. And I remember his first practice with us, my roommate said, he's like, oh yeah, there's a kid Zach on the team. He like makes music all the time, makes beats. You guys should probably like talk to him because he's actually good. And he was like, yeah, look what I can do. He, I, I literally would sit and watch him. He could make three beats in 10 minutes that were actually good. And I was like, oh shit, this dude's talented. Even before we knew him that well, I'd be like, okay, do you want to like sesh with the boys? Why did I fucking say that? <laughs> do you want to yes. hang out with your friends <laughs> and make music? And he was like, oh, hell yeah, I want to do that. That sounds great. And so he'd come in. Really, the large majority of the work is done behind the scenes with people like him. Also, you know, and you got you got Charles Nation, like we mentioned, Chucko. He, he really helped us out uh, with the sound system for our house concert. Like we're still way behind on the intellectual like aspect of like setting up music and setting up sound and setting like we we don't know how to do this on our own so like again like Chaco, Zach Bronstein, even Gabe Mayer, really talented uh, violist. Is violist the right word? He plays the viola. He's also making some beats for us uh, right now at the moment and that's the thing about DU. I know this is what this podcast is about but like it's a very very like musically talented community so like it's really nice to have those resources and our goal is to kind of you know keep doing what we're doing and maybe get some more help along the way. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your house show. Like I know that you guys mentioned that you just kind of threw it together for fun. Well, here's the thing. We, we kind of, we prepared an answer for this. Oh no. Did we? Well, yeah. Um, it doesn't, it didn't fill the void. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, oh God. Fuck. <laughs> it was over in winter quarter. I think everyone can relate kind of who goes to DU that it just sucks here during the winter, you know? You're kind of just in your room. The weather's shit. It's like sunny sometimes. You're like, oh shit, it's sunny. Am I going to be happy today? No, you won't fucking be happy. It sucks, right? You know so, he's right though. Like, you know he's right. Know. Like, it's correct. So I like, well, so I was like not doing super great. I'm like, wow, this sucks. Well, let's make something to look forward to. Maybe when we're like standing on the little stage and everyone's cheering and screaming, screaming and yelling like, oh, you guys are great. Like, will it make you feel better? It doesn't make you feel better. It did not change anything. I was sitting there, I was like, sick. I feel the exact same. I gotta go to my fucking room, wake up tomorrow in shit weather. And here's and walk the thing, the you know, class. like you go up there, you're excited. I was excited, I was a little nervous, and uh, I got off and I felt just the exact same. You know, like no, nothing changed really. And um and that's not to say like, you know, I wanna like not I wanna stop doing this, you know? Like, it makes me happy, but, you know, it's hard. And I think we need a little more experience before we do it again. And maybe we'll feel different. Yeah. And I think it's worth it to try, right? Yeah, I think it's it was a good learning experience to the extent of it being, like, you want to know why you're doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. But it just kind of helps shine a light at the feeling where you're like, okay, that shouldn't be my goal with the music thing. I should be doing it simply because that's yeah. what I like to do. Well, also, at the end of the night, you want 
You want other people to enjoy it, you know? I think if we can make someone laugh through Gaza strippers or something like that, you know? We did a job that we wanted to do. And it's also, you know, at the same time, the process is fun. I love working with Khaled. Yeah, I think it's all about the mindset going into the next one and going into our next project. And Yeah. What are those future oh, God. projects? You know? <laughs> so we want to put out more music since that's kind of what you have to do if you're making music. And Nate, Nate texted me before this when he was like, oh, we're going to do an interview podcast thing. He's like, let's set a date for an EP to drop. That's a bad idea. And the issue with that is it's like we could set a date. Like anyone could. Like you right now could say, I'm going to drop an EP. Like people could say really anything at all, but we don't have any music whatsoever really. Well, that's a lie, but keep going. Yeah. I'll get back to that in <laughs> We don't have like, I'm not going to say like we fall in the category, but we kind of do like, you know, like shitty SoundCloud music, right? Where it's like you steal the beat, you record over, you say whatever bullshit you want, then you like put it out. That's not that difficult to do. But if we want to actually put out something that we can listen to and it's like, oh, if this is playing in a room, I don't want to just leave the fucking room, then we probably have to put in a little more time. I, I 100% agree with Khaled. Like we, we have music. That's what I kind of meant when I said we have music, but at the same time, it's not quality enough to the point where we're like, we want to release this. And that's where the other people come in. That's where Bronny, that's where Chucko, that's where Gabe come in. Yeah, we, we definitely need help. We're definitely not going to say that we don't. And in order for this project to get out, we're going to need a lot of it. So we're obviously going to end up putting out a project. We don't have a date yet. I think maybe like late May, early June or something yeah, we'll, like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it done by the end of this year. Gotcha. Well, I think that's, like you said earlier, kind of the beauty of the DU crowd. You're in a position to be helped out by a lot of talented people, which is really awesome. So yeah, that's really exciting. Are y'all are gonna post it up on any platform specifically? SoundCloud for sure, probably. <laughs> yeah. We're not those shitty, shitty SoundCloud rappers, but yes, SoundCloud. Um, <laughs> probably Spotify, Apple Music too. We're it, gonna... it really depends on how good it is, I guess. Because right now, a lot of our beats, it's not stealing because it's, free beats but it's like the way that it works is it's it's a free beat but you can't like profit off of it right so that means that you can only actually post it on soundcloud so we'd have to make our own beats which is where Bronny comes in he can actually do that pretty easily as i saw he can make three beats in 10 minutes so it'll take a bit of time for us to get the beats make the songs and all that but then our goal is of course to be able to put it out on a platform that people actually use because no one uses soundcloud really who are some artists or people i guess that influence or inspire like your writing or the way that you rap or anything that you have in the process of music making baby keen no baby we, we, keen. no we just saw baby keen the other night probably not just yet also he's just way better than us but um you try to be kind of like lil dicky if lil dicky was a little less funny and honestly like worse at rapping or also kind of like jack harlow not really jack harlow's musical ability but just like his persona you can't have, you can't have the jack harlow persona and then say we're less funny than lil dicky you know what i'm saying <laughs> It's got to be one. It's got to be one or the other. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we should we should yeah, start yeah. lying. We're yeah. fucking hilarious. We are hilarious. Aren't you we are funny? funny. We are better than Lil. And you know what? We both have average sized penises. Oh yeah. my god! I think inspiration for things we're doing. Going back to the question, we have our music that's kind of all over the place. We want it to not. We want it to try to be more cohesive in kind of a way that like certain musicians kind of have a narrative going through their project. And a way that we like to do that is through voice memos at the start of it, or we'll have like a certain person narrate the entirety of it so a good friend of nate's um, named britta was able to talk actually she's a friend of mine too i don't know why i said it like that <laughs> well i thought you were gonna say also uh, kate crabtree helped us with a voice memo for gaza strip yeah well they'll kind of it'll be a way that it kind of introduces that same vo voice can be heard throughout the project which is interesting a thing that i like doing sometimes is if i'm like 
talking to someone or in an argument, I'll say like, hey, let's put a pin in that while you're yelling at me. How would I whip out voice memos right now? You know? <laughs> and the good thing about that when that happens is if once I press play, they'll either yell at me about whatever they were already yelling at me about, which is an interesting intro to a song, or they start going in on me being like, why the hell are you recording this? Like you're a piece of shit. And it's like, oh, that's also a great intro to the song. <laughs> so either way, it's a winning situation. But we probably shouldn't do that because that makes me sound like I'm not a good person. But it's fun and cool, and it makes the intro of the song somewhat interesting. Glad for what it's worth, I think you're a good person. And again, also back, back to inspirations. Like, um, I really like Mac. I really like Anderson Pack. Just like the whitest like rapper. Like, no, they're like really pushing for the white boys to listen to it. I mean, like, that's just what it is. But, um... <laughs> You seem upset with me, but um, we listen to just like every white rapper we could think of. Yeah, literally, like just like <laughs> inspiration is all these. It's like Logic. Uh, you know. <laughs> Eminem is a big one. Eminem. Right? Log Logic's biracial. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. So but like Anderson Pack is very much a black man. He is. He's. I don't is know he what. I don't know. I. He's black. He is black. Is he I don't. Black? He Anderson Pack's black. Okay. Hundred percent. Anderson Pack is. His father is black, and his mother is half black, half Korean. Half Korean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. That's the inspiration. Was that, that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a horrible comment. I think you should apologize to everyone, especially Bleak Mystique. Because they're going to be listening to this. <laughs> Bleak Mystique, I'm really, I'm really sorry, guys. Yeah. Gosh, that's, that's terrible. We also draw inspiration, of course, from like, I mean, his name is his. Have we said? Have you said your rap name? Well, we haven't said a rap name. I'm notorious J E W. Yeah. So he, I think he drew inspiration from you know another rapper with yeah. a similar name. Yeah, There's yeah. a big one. Yeah. Uh, ah, that, was, <laughs> that was so clever. And then Caleb, what's what's your name? Uh, yeah, so my rap name is ASAP Arab. Oh, you drew inspiration. Yeah, I heard that guy rocks. Yeah, from my my race being Arab. Well, no, and also, uh, yeah, and I was like, that's cool. Like ASAP Rocky, that's such a, that's a cool guy. You know, when someone's like, oh, like, oh, I'd be upset if like my girl like hooked up with someone and cheated on me. If they cheated on me with ASAP Rocky, I'd be like, fucking, I'd dap him up. Be like, that's a dap up situation. Good on you. And then write a rap like, about yeah. it, right? Yeah, I'd be like, well, I can't live up to that anymore. I'm like, how do I go? <laughs> Shit. I'd end my rap career. <laughs> I'd be like, well, that's horrible. So we got an inspiration, I guess. <laughs> do y'all have any like cool stories that you have related to music creation or your shows or I have a lame story. Oh uh, yeah, start Please us off tell with it. that. Well you're gonna you have a cool story. Like you have an origin story, you know what I mean? Like of how you started creating raps. But do you want me to do my lame one yeah, first? Yeah do your lame one. Okay, so I mean that's in like fifth grade art class. Um one of my homies just started like beating on a table and I was just like, yeah I'm gonna rap over this. This is really cool. Like I love this. And my teacher's like if you're gonna rap like you have to make it like about art. So I did. And then for years, for like all these school projects and stuff, I would rap for them because I was like, I'm not really good at school. Like I'm a pretty creative kid, but like I'm not the best at school. So any project that allowed me to, I'd always rap. No, I'd always get a good grade. That grade would save me, sort of. <laughs> so that's where my origin story comes from. Like that's how you said like a story about rap, right? Yeah. That's my story about rap. So my origin of the situation, I guess, would be like we started talking earlier about like shitty SoundCloud rap. And it was like, well, I've been able to make shitty SoundCloud rap for a while because... I had GarageBand on the same, the stew for quite mm -hmm. some time. And how it started was there was this one kid in my class sophomore year who like put out a song. He like met some producer guy. He made a song. And it was like, honestly, not that bad. And me being a dick, I was like, <laughs> you know, it'd be funny is if I like me and a friend of mine just made the exact beat because it wasn't that difficult to do. And then just kind of made fun of him on his own beat. And we put it out, and, people, and a decent amount of people listen to it because they're like, oh, this is a really interesting thing happening in Cedar Mill, Oregon right now. And then that guy that came out with like a diss track on like us, where even though I did like the majority of the stuff, for some reason, he really just started going in on my friends, bringing up all this personal information. I was like, damn, that's sick. 
And he like started making stuff up on this SoundCloud thing. And I was like, oh, I realized in a diss track, like, it's like, it's cool if it's like real, like, you know, and like when Pusha T like brought up Drake had a kid, like that's cool, that's real. But honestly, you can kind of say anything. So I just started, then I just made a song that was... Yeah, again, you don't have to go into too much detail. Yeah, I won't say really what I said, but I just made a lot of stuff up, honestly. And it was kind of like, I was just like, okay, cool. Let me make another diss track. It's kind of like a start. It was like a little diss track back and forth thing where I was like, okay, people will listen to this because it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started where I was like, okay, I know how to click record on GarageBand. I'll start with that. And after a while, I was like, okay, someone's listening to this. Like, oh, are you going to put something else out? Like, that's not that great, but kind of funny or interesting. I was like, okay, cool. I'll try that. So I started doing that for a while. So when I met Nate last year, I already had a, a catalog of They were really good. Songs. No, they were good. No, <laughs> they were like, good. Listen to, well, you listen to it and you're just like, okay, that fits the stereotype of like SoundCloud, whatever, you know, like, yeah. Because we've like kind of reached our limit with our own knowledge or. I don't know. Like we're all part of like a whole collective, like. I would like to learn how to produce at some point. As of right now, like, they're just, like, so beyond me, and they're still learning as well. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to sound like I was ever going to do the work. <laughs> yeah. I will not be doing it. Okay, now that Colette said it, yeah, I agree. I probably won't be doing the production yeah, work either. But... Is that something you would want to learn about, or are you just nervous no. about, like, the, the barriers to, like, getting that knowledge initially? I mean, like, I want to know how to make my, like, voice sound cool. Like, that's sick. Or I want to be able to kind of, like, go into my room and be like, okay, let me make a song or at least, like, a rough draft of it. But that's kind of the extent of it. Like, I, I'll have other people. Because it's like we, yeah, me and Nate are the people talking to you, but we're obviously not the whole group of people that are behind the scenes. And we honestly do, like, less of the work. All right. So, please, share with me a couple songs that, like, either inspire you or you just really like. Uh, recently... I've been listening to Water Boys. It's by Earth Gang, Jid, and J. Cole. It's Jid, right? Not J.I.D. It's both, actually. It's both. Cool. Mm-hmm. I would say something like Dior by Pop Smoke or Mood Swings by Pop Smoke or For the Night by Pop Smoke <laughs> or The Woo by <laughs> Pop Smoke. Wait, can I, get, can I sneak in one more into here? I mean... Absolutely. <laughs> Is it by Pop Smoke? No. <laughs> it was uh, Come Home. Anderson Pack featuring Andre 3000. Um, Hold My Liquor by Pop Smoke. It's <laughs> <laughs> by Kanye. Throwing Still Not a Player by Big Pun featuring Joe. You ever listen to FIFA music? Oh, I love FIFA music. Yeah. I have two other questions. Yeah. Or do you want us to like find a way to like bring it up in like a cool way? Like, is there something oh, yeah, you yeah. want to, do you want to, to like, segue you like, into that? I don't think you can segue into this one. I just oh, fuck it. My next question is can you freestyle right, right now? now? <laughs> Okay, so in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have asked them this question because I gave them zero warning and they had no time to prepare. Uh, They did end up freestyling for me, but I think in the spirit of this podcast, it is probably more important to pick a piece that's representative of their collective and the music that they actually put out. So here is a more realized track that their entire collective got to collaborate on. And I hope y'all enjoy. I wanna know what you meant, screaming fuck you, Colette. Cause I said what I said and I meant it all. I know I'm stuck in your head, cause I'm with her instead. And I did what I did, I don't regret it all. I like her outfit, but it would look better on the floor. How you found it when you walked in the door while I'm surrounded by everyone I said you shouldn't worry about. I bet you're hurting right now. Oh. Be this way. And we both know, making it on my own now. Still feeling solo. 
too slow, it's a no-go That's how you said it, head out to Foco, whip with the low pro You don't regret it, it's setting, upsetting I deserve what I'm getting, mine's in a scramble, too much to gamble You done with the betting, feel like I'm tripping sedated now What am I sipping on faded how? Lock up the room with some music on, safe and sound I don't even got the right words to unsteady Trying to picture you and me caught up in the bed sheet Lying to myself, say I'm ready I'm just in my head, see I wanna know what you meant Screaming fuck, we could let Cause I said what I said and I meant it all I know I'm stuck in your head Cause I'm with her instead And I did what I did, I don't regret it all Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earworm. I am Lucy Richardson, the host and editor of the show. Make sure to check out the Earworm Instagram page at EarwormPod for any and all updates. And click the link in the bio to listen to the playlist of bangers sourced from each of our guests. Special thank you to the guiding hand behind this production, Carlos Jimenez, and my fellow collaborators, Julia Murtis and Tony Elton. Additional thank yous to Ethan Crawford and the entire staff at the School of Media, Film, and Journalism Studies at the University of Denver. I will catch you on the next episode with another fantastic band. But until then, keep it real and keep it local.